Welcome back to mm-hmm. The Diva and The Nerd. I am Billy the Nerd. Yep, and I am T the Diva. Because they got all because these Because they have all these predictions and all this stuff, I'm just supposed to be going immediately. And yeah. it's like, okay, but I'm not comfortable with you, fam. Haven't we had this conversation? Uh. <laughs> 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 Welcome back to the Diva and the Nerd podcast. I am Dilly the Nerd. And this is Queen T the Diva. And we here for another one, like you said, like she said, or I said, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am out of it today. Um, I think by the time this episode drops, we'll be episode 30. Will it? Oh, wow. I th- Yeah, so it'll be episode 30. So, Dirty 30. I want to call it Dirty 30, but considering the topics today, I'm not. <laughs> so, um, maybe the next about, one. Yeah, so. Yeah, dirty. so yeah, dirty 30. Yeah. I mean, that'd be a, a cute little episode to, you know, just yeah. have more fun with. But I don't know about cute, but <clears throat> definitely dirty. But, um... Yeah, I don't know what. what let's let's kind of go and talk about uh, what we did this weekend and kind of what went on this weekend, and then. Um, let's, well, let's start let's with. Did we... you have anything exciting worth talking about? Uh, exciting, sure. I guess if that's what you want to call it. Um, <laughs> let's see. I spent my Friday evening working late. I spent my uh, Saturday evening playing games, car games, at the dinner table with my kids, and then I was in bed by seven thirty. And then if you kicking it with my ls at her house mm-hmm. um doing online shopping uh and my <laughs> usual sunday dinner cooking exciting then sure mm-hmm. i had a sunday uh, or sorry i had a exciting weekend i didn't do nothing <laughs> i um i did re- or, or let me stop i recorded with marissa on insta clever name for a podcast so mm-hmm. hopefully we'll have a couple episodes dropping for that one soon where we talk more about um uh pop culture on that one and just a lot of shit talking overall um and I did not leave my house until 5.30 Saturday. Um, I didn't put clothes on until probably about 5 because I didn't have to mother this weekend. So I was just, just like, just chilling. (laughs) I was watching all type of movies and, you know, all this other good stuff. But um, I was able to um, regroup and we all need that. Um, Saturday, you know how Saturday, like when we were younger, how Saturday used to be that day when you would clean up the house. Mm-hmm. I find that I do that on Sundays. Yeah, I because do, yeah, I on Saturday Sundays. I feel like I have to just relax and like reset. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I try to push myself to clean up, it's not gonna happen. If I give myself enough time on Saturday, Sunday, I'm up and at it. I yeah. straighten up a whole bunch of stuff last night on you know just out of the blue. I cooked some. Greens, I fried some corn, mm-hmm. um, turkey legs, what else? And uh, some macaroni. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the boys came back home. So, yeah, we um, cooked it up. Mm-hmm. You know, good. it was cool because I love my cast iron skillet. Yes. I put some grape seed oil in the cast iron skillet 
and then I put the turkey legs. At first, I put the turkey leg in the pot with the greens, and I'm yeah. like, it flavored it, but it didn't cook it the way I wanted to. So then yeah. I put it in the oven, and I was able to sear it, and it was like so good, yep. like so, yeah, yeah. So I've been making my um cornbread in my cast iron skillet. Mm-hmm. Um, my auntie gave me a great recipe, and mm-hmm. oh. I have a mini cast iron skillet, and then mm. I have my regular one. So I make my cornbread in the mini one because mm-hmm. I don't really too much eat cornbread. It's something the kids really like and my mm-hmm. husband really likes. So mm-hmm. they eat that. And then I've been making all, like, different kind of soups. Like, I uh, made, like, a bok choy soup recently. Mm-hmm. And, you know, red beans and rice. I made some chili. Just mm-hmm. stuff like that. Stuff that yeah. can just go with the cornbread. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and I fry some chicken and fish and all kind of stuff yeah. in my cast iron. And mm-hmm. it's just been, the meals have been awesome for this time of year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been coming up with some good stuff. So, yes, the cast mm-hmm. iron skillet is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. Um, yeah, but it's, um, you know, um, last week when we had um, our guest on. D. I, D. Yeah. Um, we didn't talk about, it was Martin Luther King Day, and that completely, like, um, it blew, I, I completely, like, lost, I lost it as far as, like, I forgot all about it. Like, I I was thinking about it all day at work, and then when I got here, I don't know why I didn't speak on Dr. King or how much of a legend he was, mm-hmm. and I am very apologetic for that, mm-hmm. um, because he pretty much he sacrificed his life he almost you know he could have sacrificed his family a lot of different things for um what we thought was um the greater good of yeah. people of color and um it's come to to be um in a more recent reality that we lost another great legend um within the black community um within the community the world um Kobe Bryant and his um his daughter his daughter Gianna um unfortunately perished in, in a helicopter crash yesterday morning and um it's just so crazy how how things happen just yeah. so quickly because it came like I had okay so you know you scroll and stuff you scroll you scroll um and I had went um somewhere and I was in the car for maybe 30 minutes. So I was scrolling before I left the house. Yeah. I get in the car, get where I'm going. And then I look and I'm, I mean, I went and got food and everything. And then I'm just sitting there and I'm like, uh, is this real? I'm like, are you serious? Because, you know, you see those, those pages where people have said that people have passed away and different things like that. And it wasn't until, unfortunately, and I feel bad for even saying this, that I saw it on TMZ that, yes, he was killed. And a helicopter crash and just seemed like something that was so unreal. And it was like, why was he in a helicopter? And then all these other questions, different things like that. Um, and then, unfortunately, it just seemed like the news got worse and worse. Yeah. You know, it was five people. And then it was like, OK, well, one of his daughters may be on board. And then it was the daughter that was pretty much his protege um, who perished. And um, two other families, I believe, in the pilot. And I guess in this day and age, I feel like there's a lot of things that have changed um, as far as communication. Mm -hmm. Social media has really, like, amplified 
Yeah. You know, the way cuz they hadn't even gotten a chance to notify yeah. the families yet and they didn't want they didn't want it on social media. TMZ yeah. apparently had to break the story and you know, everybody goes off of TMZ. A lot of different yeah. blogs do. Yeah. So, you know, TMZ said it TMZ I think he reported it before CNN did. Yeah. So, yeah. TMZ reported before CNN did and all these other major outlets like BBC, all these other places or whatever and um the LA Sheriff's Department actually kind of like was like, you know, TMZ should be ashamed of themselves for doing that. I mean, yeah. I think that it's possible that Vanessa Bryant and her and the, the media family were, were were known were um notified, but I don't think that many of the other people on board, I don't know if their family was. Yeah. Um I don't know. I mean, what do you what do you think about I mean, my I didn't find out about that part of it until today, but yeah. um, I just feel like, yeah, no, I definitely wouldn't want mm-hmm. that out there. You don't want right. that, that news out there right yeah. away. You mm-hmm. want to make sure the family's able to grieve and that's what you're supposed to do, like have their yeah, time like right first. But it's just it's unfortunately it is the time we live in. I don't like it. Um, I don't like the fact that news can spread so fast and people know things so fast mm-hmm. and are able to be so. Um, jump to conclusions and, and, and to conclusions they already and started conspiracy your, yeah, theories and all like this it. stuff yeah i don't like it i just like okay like, you know let people have their time yeah like people oh has she made a statement yet like no i wouldn't want to make a statement why yet. would like, she want to make a statement in closed quarters with my children right like, i don't want y'all in my business get yeah. the fuck out of my business right like, stay away from me yeah i'm grieving right now like yeah. let me have my moment right and it's funny because for me and this is coming from a person who hasn't i i feel I've never really had to grieve as bad as a lot of other people have. Like, mm-hmm. I've lost people in my family, like mm-hmm. grand- grandparents, things like that. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's always been like, ooh, that's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Mm-hmm. I know it's going to happen one day. Like, you know, mm-hmm. they were elderly yeah. and sickly and things like that. So for me, it's like, but to have somebody just snatched away from me and I'm not expecting it, that's a whole nother, like, that's a whole nother ballpark. I think And so that's... people need to learn how to have some respect because it's oh, a different yeah, type absolutely. of grieving process when somebody is snatched away from right, you yeah. than from when somebody's just mm-hmm. taken from you and you kind of know it's coming. Right. Even then, for some people, some people still can't handle it. So, you know, yeah. people have to learn how to really have some respect. I don't like it. I don't like that social media so it intrusive and all in people business Mm -hmm. and i hate it that's the one thing i do hate about it i like that we're able to connect with people and all that and you know Mm -hmm. in a way that we've never been able to before and all of that but i hate the fact that it's so intrusive and so into people's lives i don't like it um i just feel like that's a big issue that we have today i think that um technology is a gift and a curse Mm -hmm. because there's supposed a video out there of it and i just and you know people post and i'm just like why it desensitizes so much like i can be a dark person i like dark humor you know like i'm into Mm -hmm. like goth and different things like that but at Mm -hmm. the same time when it comes to actual human life that has been lost and i feel personally connected on a level to I wasn't a very big fan of Kobe per se as far as basketball right but I can appreciate the influence that he had and the type of love that a lot of people that I'm close to had for him Mm -hmm. um and despite of some of 
some transgressions and challenges, different things like that that mm-hmm. have may occurred. I won't paint him as a complete angel. What I won't also do is talk poorly on someone who is no longer on this earth or on this yeah. planet to the to extent. Yeah, to defend themselves. Like, you know, uh, that's just my personal opinion about it. I also feel as a parent, I could completely empathize. I could empathize with um, Vanessa Bryant. I could empathize with Kobe Bryant, which I'm sure in his last moments were probably some of the, the worst feelings he probably ever felt. Knowing that his child was there and he couldn't do anything to protect them. Yeah. That has got to be the worst pain in the world. I, it's not something, it's something that if it comes into my mind, I try to quickly um, avert it or divert it because it's, it's so, it's so, I, I can't even put words to it. It's something that I could, I, I don't know. It's just, it's like, what I will say ultimately is that as human beings, it's okay to have empathy for someone that you did not know personally. Um, if you could connect to them on different levels. I mean, people connected to Nipsey on different levels. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never been in the gang. I don't even remember a lot of times where I've been in a fight. But as as far as him, the type of person he seemed that he was and the type of work that he was doing, um, I could empathize with, you know, um, his I can empathize with his family members as far as losing that person, losing the sibling, losing the child. I understand that. And I think what people, um, a lot of people don't seem to understand is that grief happens. The grieving process is different for all of us. Yeah. Um, And that you need to respect people and how they grieve because it is okay to feel because you are a human being. It is okay to grieve somebody you did not know personally if they meant something to you. Um, so I kind of wanted to go over, um, just really quick, the, it says the five stages of grief, grief and loss. And, um, I've seen this on social media and I'm going to just mention the five and then, you know, people, you know, will kind of go back and forth or whatever. So the first one, um, denial and isolation, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Those are the five um, stages. People do not necessarily grieve in that order. But I can tell you one thing. I have seen people say, I don't believe it. It can't be true. That's denial. Mm-hmm. People being angry. People bargaining, saying why they couldn't take somebody else, mm-hmm. which is, is is messed up. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like, still we're talking about we're death here. But, somebody, you know, yeah. still taking somebody. And then, um, you know, a lot of people are in a state of depression or deep sadness. Yeah. Um, I don't think anybody, I mean, some people could be in acceptance. I don't know. Um, but, um, and again, I will say they don't necessarily occur in any specific Mm -hmm. order. Um, I would think that acceptance would still come last, but I don't know. I'm not, yeah, I'm not a medical or mental professional. Um, but, I mean, what do you think? What do you think about that? Oh, no, that's that's absolutely correct. They don't they're not going to help happen in that order. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you'll have somebody that is going to accept it right away. Like what? Yeah. That person and just be done with it. Dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I've had family members where they died. Mm-hmm. I knew it was coming and it was just kind of like, hey, they have to go. Mm-hmm. I'm OK with it. Mm-hmm. I've had it where 
Um, I don't think I've ever been in denial about a family member dying. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you have the anger. Um, I've seen where there's people who've been angry about a family member dying, maybe, and mm-hmm. then, like you said, the depression. Right. Um, yeah, it can happen in any order. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. That's I think, right on point. Yeah. So one, I think just, I'll just read a couple other things. And this is from psychcentral.com. Um, and um, I will um, post this in the in the group, the Diva the Nerd group. Um, one thing I always say is that people grieve differently. I always say that. People grieve differently. You can't judge how somebody grieves. I mean, and if you've ever been to a funeral, it's pretty evident like that's like evident there's some mm-hmm. people who holler and lay out there's people who have jumped in the grave there are some people who have made the death about them for whatever reason and that's really weird to me but okay um but people still grieve differently so you know it's best to under to be tolerant of that i should say um denial and isolation um it's a normal reaction um, some people are will keep their emotions in. Some people will be crying all the time or um, I'm expressive. So I think that and I, I said this like on last week's episode <laughs> when I, I feel like when I'm feeling bad, unfortunately, is when I produce the most art, which I really would like to get out of. But that's just um that that's just what it is um anger can be directed or anger the second stage or the the second stage um mentioned may be directed at our dying or deceased loved one or trying to um blame them for it i think some people an example of this is i'm not trying to make this about um you know i what i will say is i'm not trying to make this to emphasize on Kobe Bryant's death Mm -hmm. or you know just make it all about him because there were several other people in the helicopter we know that and everybody's no one's life is more important than the next person's absolutely not but um some why well, I'm mentioning him because he's more of a prominent indefi- yeah, uh, figure figure um, that was one of the first ones that were disclosed. right exactly so People are like, well, why did he, why was he using a helicopter? That's stupid. Why would he do something so stupid like that? That's yeah. anger. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's good to understand these emotions that you're having so that you can process it. If you don't go through these stages, whatever order they're in, whatever, you will not get over it. It's yeah. best, it's, you have to understand that grieving doesn't only happen in a death it happens at the end of a relationship um Mm -hmm. end of a job all type of stuff you have to grieve these things because it is it is natural you have to get it out you have to purge it out of your system Um, you said their grieving happens at the end of a relationship i think people need to hear that romantic platonic (laughs) relationships all of them like Like business relationships you have to grieve those type of things so rewind if you have to hear those um (laughs) those stages okay the normal bargaining (laughs) stage um feeling the helplessness um trying to figure out you know, okay, well, maybe if he would have, maybe if he would have just waited five minutes, or maybe if they would have just took a car, maybe these other th- different things, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, even saying that maybe somebody else should have been in, in the right. chopper. I'm not laughing at the at no, their death. Please you. don't take it that way. But I'm just, you. you know, like the way people, people bargain sometimes, like just that. be kind of yeah, like, okay, well, that's like kind of that. messed up yeah. though. <laughs> um, depression. Um, it says that there are two types of depression. I think I don't believe. I mean, what do you mean? 
It says, okay, so it, it says here there are two types of depression that are associated with mourning. Okay, so because oh, I was going to, okay, because yeah. I was going to say, okay, it must be mourning too. Yeah. Um, first one is a react to um, practical implications relating to the loss. Oh, that's a lot of big words. Okay, hold on. First one is sadness and regret um, type of depression. Um, the second one is more subtle, um, ha- perhaps more in private. And I think that this more so, the second one, it must be more like, if you're a functioning depressive person, like if you're able to hide your emotions and your responses to things and then be in private and just and not really be expressive with them. I think that's the that's what the two between the two can be and my my interpretation of the text goes. Um, and then one of the final, the, I won't say the final stage, but the fifth stage or, you know, whatever order you want to put it in will be acceptance. Um, that's just kind of cut and dry is acceptance of what is, um, acceptance of what you cannot control. Um, unfortunately the events of yesterday is nothing that any of us could control. Um, I won't say anything as far as religious goals or spirituality goes. It was their time, nothing, anything like that. Because personally, as a mother, as a parent, I feel that I looked at that child. Her, she was born two thousand and six. Yeah, she was a month younger than my son. Yeah, and it's just kind of like you look at those type of dates, and I, I still do it to this day. I'll see people's obituaries, and I'm like, they are younger than me, and it feels. Like, and this could be, you know, some type of survivor's guilt that I've accustomed over the years. It feels so messed up. Yeah. And I'm just, and, and to, to read more about how um, she was a, um, his prod- his protege, she's going to be his legacy. Because our children are our legacy. I don't know, I, you know, you might have a very successful business. You may be the best entertainer but your children are your legacy because if all else fails depending on the laws of the state it's going to be divided between your child if you don't have a spouse it's going to be divided between your your descendants your heirs your blood heirs who who your children are Mm -hmm. um and they depending on how you raise your kids or how you didn't raise your kids is how your legacy is going to be defined because Mm -hmm. they can either dismantle all of it they could go forward and be greater than you were they could go forward and just you know, and just not do anything with it. So to see that this young woman was just in just getting started and could have changed the face of the WNBA, could have changed the face of the NBA. It's like of anything. It's just as a as a parent is very, very hurtful to to see that and to come across that. Yeah. So, yeah, Um. <clears throat> so um, I got your phone in my hand. Uh, one of the things that it says, I don't know. Did you read this last part about coping with loss? No. Um. One of the things that it says, I just, I like what it says. Cause I was kind of reading through it mm-hmm. and it just talks about um, how to cope. A lot of times I don't think people know how to cope. Right. Um, yeah. And a lot of people, one of the things we had talked about in the previous, and I want to bring this back because it kind of goes with what you're talking about with the depression and all of that uh-huh. and how we handle things. And um, one of the hardest things that's, that it is to come to is acceptance, accepting a loss. Right. Um, some people don't even want to grieve. Some people try to fight 
the grieving process. And like you said, um, it's necessary. Mm-hmm. It's very necessary to grieve. We have to do it. And that's when it turns um, toxic is when you don't yeah. deal with it because they're not coping. Mm-hmm. So then they're using some type of sedative or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, what this says here is that coping with loss is ultimately a deeply personal and singular experience. Nobody can help you go through it more easily or understand all the emotions that you're going through. Mm -hmm. But others can be there for you and help comfort you through this process. The best thing you can do is to allow yourself to feel the grief as it comes over you. Resisting it only will prolong the natural process of healing. Um, So that's just a little something on grieving. Yeah, we definitely have to make sure we do it. Mm -hmm. So it's super necessary. I can... I can say personally that I've known people who um, didn't deal with the loss yeah, and they didn't cope with it. They didn't grieve and they turned to drugs or alcohol. Now, weed, I won't get on nobody about because that's <laughs> something that I mean, it's weed. It's, I'm I sorry. I yesterday but, that I need to leave my meds alone and just turn to weed. I'm like. Okay, like, yeah, okay, I get what you're saying. But this still, you know, I'm still not trying to science. Die, though. Right, yeah, like, no, okay, man, yeah, no, so, yeah. But what I will say is that I've seen people um, be on their path to greatness and something traumatic happens. Very traumatic, where they lose a very close family member. And then you see this person who was on the path to being this great individual celebrity person, and then they turn to um, drugs and alcohol and complete and it's just a downward spiral and it's like on top of them not grieving for um the loss of that great loss that they had they had they end up turning to something that that's not helping them cope at all because it's masking the cope it's masking coping it's masking the, Mm -hmm. the um the grieving process and then they in turn start losing other things so it's just a, a a pile on pile of things like that so what I will say is that especially to our black men out there and, you know, Dilly is not the easiest on y'all. But what I will say is that it is OK to be sad for someone that you looked up to. If you did not have anyone in your home, if you did not have anyone in your school, if you didn't have anybody else to look up to, if you looked up to this person, Kobe Bryant, this great legacy of a person, this great man. Of a, you look up to anybody. You anybody. Lose. But mm-hmm. I'm saying specifically right now in this moment in time, it is okay to be sad. It is okay to grieve. It is okay to cry. It is okay to be upset. It is okay for all of these things because I feel like on a consistent basis, black men are told that they cannot be soft and that they cannot feel. And mm-hmm. that is a major problem yeah. because if, if people were just to treat y'all like human beings, the human beings that you actually are, and that the human beings that all other races of men are okay to be, mm-hmm. then a lot of the toxicity that we deal with with y'all will be eradicated or wouldn't even exist. Yeah. So I will say that it's okay um, if you feel that you're in company of people who will make fun of you or will try to judge you for it, then, you know, just take your time for what you need to do and, and do what's best for you. Because if nothing else comes from this, know that we are on borrow time and that we have to live life to its fullest and do what is best for ourselves so yeah i'll say to men of color in general um 
if you feel like you need to seek any type of counseling or therapy or whatever the case may be for uh, whatever you may be feeling, please don't be afraid to do that. Um, there's someone who's willing to listen, even if that's all you need is just somebody to hear you. Please don't be afraid to right. do that. So, yeah. um, whatever it is that you, you may feel you have an issue with your grieving or, um, you just want to, you need help just getting over the loss in whatever ways, you know, you're not coping correctly, whatever the case may be. Um, please don't be afraid to seek help. There's somebody out there there that's willing to just talk or chat, chat it right. up with you or just hear whatever the issue may be and try to um, guide you in that that uh, direction that you need to go. So, And so then before we dip out of here, I want to kind of, um, I want to just mention something really, really quick about um, living life, um, not recklessly, but in the moment and understanding that because we're on borrowed time, there may be some individuals or some people that um, we're not, talking to or, or dealing with or, or anything like that, what I would say is what's important is to remember that um, we need to apologize. So there are five stages. I don't know if you've if, if you listened to earlier episodes, that you would know that we've talked about love languages on here and how important it is. Um, and that there are also five stages of love language. So it's by the same people who um, wrote the... Um, the the five stages uh there's five i'm sorry five apology languages i'm saying things wrong so um and those would be let me just bring this up expressing regret accepting responsibility making restitution genuinely repenting and requesting forgiveness so um i want to just mention that briefly because i know there are some people where i mean i would say if there's an ex who you know you feel like you need to apologize to then okay but if you're kind of using it to kind of get back in and you know you was toxic like leave them people alone so don't use it as a <laughs> as that type of example um but okay so we'll use i'll use this example of burritos okay so the five apology languages um expressing regret i'm sorry i ate your burrito so this is an actual expression um of regret regret um or apology um Accepting responsibility. It was wrong for me to eat your burrito. Genuinely repent. I'll never eat your burrito again. I'll get my own burrito next time. Making restitution. I ate your burrito because it looks so delicious. You mean a lot to me. Can I buy you another burrito to make it right? Now, where I don't like restitution is what I don't like about that example is that you're still giving and you're giving a reason. I, I feel personally like if you're apologizing, they'll say, well, I did this because you don't do that. That's still putting blame back on the person that you're apologizing to. And that like negates the apology in my my opinion. Um, requesting forgiveness. Please forgive me for eating your burrito. So I think it's important if when learning to communicate with your partner or learning to communicate with your children, which is something that, you know, we don't really talk about, but it's also important. It's it's good to understand how they need to be apologized to, not how you want to apologize to it, how, to to them. A great example of that is when these celebrities get caught saying a derogatory term and say, "Oh, I'm sorry, you felt that way." No, that's not an apology. That's a that's a half-ass apology. I'm sorry. That was the only part of that that possibly meant anything. The second part is 
you felt that way, that's not an apology. That negates the first part. When people say shit like that to you, they're not apologizing. They're just saying, well, I'm sorry you was offended because it's bothering me. No, we're not finna. No, we're not doing that in 2020. So, um, I would say definitely look up the five apology languages. There is something that the individuals who um, who wrote a book on the five love, love languages, they also wrote about that. And then they also have languages on how to um, um, communicate with your children. So these things are important because I said it once, I said it a second time, I'll say it again, we are on borrowed time. And if you know you love somebody and you care about them and you're not really vibing with them all that well right now, just just apologize. Even if it's just like, I'm sorry, um, I won't do it again. And do you accept my apology? The, that is the bare minimum. If that if nothing else and that hits like three different love languages, yeah. <laughs> apology languages. So if nothing else, you know, kind of try to try to start with that. So. Okay, so um, we're going to go into the second part in the live. Um, And I feel like this is more of an episode that is more targeted towards our male viewers, which I hope that you guys can appreciate just because (laughs) of the the main topic of apologizing and grief and um, the unfortunate demise of somebody so prominent and important in our community. And so um, we will be back, the diva and the nerd. Yeah, we'll be back in just a minute. Thanks. We back, y'all. Welcome back to the Diva and the Nerd, part two, and we live. Hey, viewers, everybody that's joined us so far. Hi, everyone that's joined. I'm sorry. I'm, so, I'm sorry <laughs> I'm not I'm laughing because um, Tyler Perry, I don't have time to wait on the right wig. Got a wig on set. Wait, what? I don't have time to wait for the right type of wig. <laughs> <laughs> I've been giving so many people. I've been made that face so many times. You know, he shot that movie in five days. And people keep finding stuff like when they start serving wine and shake, shake. Or shake, shake, shake. Did y'all see the one where she... uh, What? She put her... She got out of the bed. She put her house shoes on. Then she walked down the stairs. She had no shoes. Yeah. They just... They didn't care about the edits. I gotta go back. I gotta go back. They didn't care about the edits. I wasn't even paying attention. You're not paying attention. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah. (laughs) He wasn't paying attention either. The wigs is horrible. Oh, my God. Uh, All right. (laughs) We back, y'all, again. Weird. Her How wig, y'all doing? Her wig was moving like Ray J hat was the next scene. <laughs> Wait a it's minute, just what? so many things. So many things. And me and Marissa talked about this, so I can't wait to drop the episode. I forgot I had my hat on. Obviously, we not paying attention either. So. But yeah, but the wig was like in a ponytail, but half ponytail, and then the next shot, it was all over her head. It's like, what's going on? Like, did they get in a fight between the takes that you didn't show? Like, what happened? So, um... In conclusion, Tyler Perry needs to apologize for these wigs that he's putting on black people <laughs> because he is no better than these other people who are in the industry and don't give a fuck about our hair. You know, Anita Baker said she had to cut and style her own hair back in the 90s. I shared that article, too. Hey. Because they, 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 they was they was That's not it. <laughs> that, that's what not it. Here? It wasn't saving her money because what I OK, well, I'll say this and then I'll say my piece. There are numerous stylists who get paid to do anybody's hair who has straight hair mm-hmm. or very loose wave hair. Okay. And it's it's all it's in the budget. 
But the the point of the matter is, is that Anita Baker, looking at her, she looks like she probably has 4B, 4C type of hair, a kinkier, a, kink, a, a kinkier texture of hair. So what, <clears throat> so what that means right. is that she was Y'all basically, they brought wigs to the video shoot that or to the to the photo shoot or whatever that weren't that just looked atrocious to the point where she was like fuck it i'll just do my own hair mm. so yeah like i just like the disrespect for and that, that's why it bothers my mind too the disrespect for black women's hair and then is at the same time why do y'all wear weave stuff all the time okay but in the industry they act like they don't know how to do it have y'all seen these videos of them doing black women's hair live on air it looks a hot (laughs) ass mess every single time it always looks a mess always oh my god and it's so messed up yeah (laughs) okay so peep this y'all okay so again i'm gonna say this for the i think like the third time welcome back Mm-hmm. To our viewers, we got everybody on. We live, y'all. <sighs> so today, well, y'all got make sure y'all check out part one. We had a great conversation about grieving and loss, and as y'all know, everybody knows what happened yesterday. That was really sad. No, and I'm not being funny. That was really really sad. Um, loss of Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and everybody that was on that helicopter, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so today I was talking to my husband, and he asked me. Um, he actually he was telling me about a post that uh, one of his frat brothers had put up. And what it was, it was if God asked you, if God told you that um, you could live your life out as the pinnacle of greatness in whatever it was. So you could be the pinnacle of greatness in whatever it is that you're good at, whatever your craft is. But you have to check out early. Would you accept it? Like, would you take that offer? And so what I told him was like, for me, I feel like I'm great at whatever I already, I'm like I'm good at whatever I do. Everything I do, I'm good at. Like I'm great at it already. Like I'm a great singer, I'm a great dancer, like I'm a great cook. Like everything mm-hmm. I do, I'm great at it. Like yeah. and I'm not, I truly truly feel that way. I'm like so what that's that question sounds like to me is God, do you mean if I could you know, if every if the world could know that I'm great at it? Mm-hmm. Like if the world knew that I was really good at it? would I and but I had to die early is that what you're asking me mm-hmm. and if that's what you're asking me then no I wouldn't take it mm-hmm. and my husband like no no you cheating you cheat nope nope you can't answer I'm like I am answering it like that like mm-hmm. that's my answer no mm-hmm. because I feel like I'm good at everything anything that I can do I can sing like you can't tell me I ain't the best singer mm-hmm. you can't tell me like I can't dance my I've been dancing if, if my family on here tell them anybody that's in my family let them know I can dance my ass off literally like I, I can dance. Like mm-hmm. I can dance. Yeah, I hear you, D. It's room for improvement. But I'm saying I'm really, 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 really good at what I do. So if the, well, we're not talking about perfection. That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about perfection. Yeah. I'm great at what I do. I don't need mm-hmm. everybody to know that. I don't need because that's what he was basically saying. Like to live my life at the like as famous basically. At the pinnacle. At the of, pinnacle yeah. of my success. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, nah, I don't need everybody to know that I'm great at what I do. So I told him no. My answer is no. Mm-hmm. My answer is no. I wouldn't take that deal. I think that's a real question because I think yeah. that, you know, we see a lot of um celebrities who um they're celebrities so you know they're popular they have a lot of prominence they're rich they're wealthy different things like that people like them we see them in the prime of their career and then it's like a lot of times they're like well they they perish they die and Mm -hmm. and then it's oftentimes i think that the public takes it so hard because it 
it's so violently at times. It's just yeah. like, it's not like, you know, they passed away suddenly or they were sick suddenly and there was a buildup for it. It's just kind of like, you know, out of the blue, Nipsey, the blue. Nipsey Hustle was killed. And yep. it was like, well, what do you mean he was killed? Like, what was, what was he doing? Oh, he was at his store. Well, then why was he killed if everybody on the block knew him? It had exactly. to be, it was a hater. Or, you know, unfortunately when Kobe Bryant um, was killed yesterday and it was it, the circumstances around it. It's just very, it's, it's just really, yeah, you often wonder, like, yeah, you often wonder like if I get to be who, the greatest of who I am, does that mean that my life is going to get done? Go down. Is short. Yeah. Is right. that the exchange? So what, what's yeah. The exchange? Right. Like, yeah. So I can't live out my life. I can't li- live to see my children grow. I can't right. live to see, you know, my mm-hmm. family and all the things that I've done to yeah. build up to this success, I don't get to see that. Yeah. So, I think that's what people are thinking. That's what it is. And in exchange for the highest level of success, then you have to die very young. I mean, okay. So, and this is people who, who did drugs. So this is not in any way <laughs> like comparable to uh, the late and great Kobe Bryant or Nipsey Hussle, but Elvis Presley. True, drugs, you know, like, but they still, still. yeah, they still die at very young ages, but they were still very, very successful. Um, Sam Cooke is another one. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that dealt with a lot of prostitution and Jim Crow (laughs) and different things like that. So things that weren't necessarily in his control. Um, But I think that's that's the the unfortunate. Unfortunately, that's the idea behind it. Either that you're going to be very wealthy and live a very long time. Yeah. Um, like the Rockefellers or like uh was it Prince Charles the one who the uh Queen Elizabeth husband. But let me explain something to y'all about them though. Look at them. <laughs> Look at them though. Like the Rockefeller before he passed away, it was like he had his eighth heart surgery. Who is approving him these heart surgeries? Okay. Heart transplants. That's a whole other conversation. conversation But what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is that, yeah. So my question for people who are just joining us and want to know what the question is, if you could live your life um, at the pinnacle of, God gave you the option to live your life at the pinnacle of your success. So to be the pinnacle of greatness and whatever it is that you do, um, but you have to check out early. Would you choose that option or no? Would you choose that option or no? Um, I said, no, I would not. The answer is no. I feel like I'm good at what I do and it yeah. is what it is. Like, I don't need the world to know that I'm great. I'm, I'm comfortable where I'm at and it is what it is. Um, but I don't know. Dilly, what about you? I would say absolutely not if it meant that I could still live the life that I have going now and I could take care of my children and I could see them grow up and them be adults. That would be, you know, like, because... <clears throat> and I said this earlier and I, I constantly say it. My children are my legacy and mm-hmm. your children, anybody who has children, your children are your legacy, believe right. it or not. Right. They can either go on with your legacy that you build, the big business that you build, or they could completely, um, abru- oh, I'm not going to say it right, but they could completely dismantle it. And we've seen that. Yeah. Um, we've seen people who are been ce- big celebrities like Mommy Dearest is a movie that to this day, I don't know what's true and what's not, but that movie about that famous Hollywood um, woman who adopted children and she um, was very narcissistic. She was very cruel to them mm. behind closed doors. And then the fir- the oldest two children that she adopted, I believe that she cut them out the will. 
And so her daughter was like, well, you know, uh, the lawyer was like, well, I guess she got the Joan Crawford. He was like, I guess she got the last laugh. And her daughter was like, oh, well, did she really? No, she didn't. Because then her daughter came out with that movie. So believe yeah. it. So even if it was on, even if it was all false information in that movie is the last taste in the mouth that we going to have a Joan yeah. Crawford now. Mommy dearest. So Mommy dearest. my okay. point is, my point is that. My children are my legacy as I would hope that anyone who has a child and is caring for them and does not see them as just a tax write off or an obligation or a attempt at a relationship that went south. I would hope that people will realize that our children are our legacy and that what we put into them, we live on through our children. Like yeah. I live my ancestors, ancestors live on through me. There are certain things that I could say for me personally that I can't deal with. As far as like racism and post-traumatic um, stress disorder or, um, you know, like even things like watching slave films, different things yeah. like that, because certain memories are passed down through our DNA. And and so there's certain things that bother me more so than it may bother somebody else of a different ethnicity or a different race or different things like that. So I know that. My ancestors live on through me and I will hope that I live on through my children and hopefully grandchildren when my children are adults yeah. and stable and all these other things because it is not about me. Once I had my kids, that was it. It's not about me. I have to do. I owe them everything. And I will always say that they owe me absolutely nothing. I know some people, especially in the black community, like some of our parents and grandparents don't feel that way. But I feel that way because they did not ask to be here. They did not ask to be in a world, in a country where Trump is president. Oh God! They did not ask to be in any of that. They did not ask to be in a world where the coronavirus is going around and people don't and people acting all willy nilly. So I owe my children everything. So I would absolutely have to say no. Yeah, no. So yeah, that's that's just how I feel. Like, mm -hmm. um, to that when me and him was talking about it, he he said he would, he would take it. I was just like, nah, not me. I wouldn't take a take that offer. And um, see, that's the I'm out. I'm wondering um, too, cause he a man. I yeah, wonder if I mean, it has it, to do with it, it, Does yeah. it have something to do mm -hmm. with the fact of man versus woman? I don't know. I really can't say. I was like, well, come on and argue with us about it on the show. I don't know. He was like, nah, I'm straight. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just like, you know, I I, I don't know. Yeah. Again, to the viewers, mm -hmm. nobody has really said anything. Would you would you take that offer? You know, if you were given the opportunity to live out your um, life at the pinnacle of your greatness, um, if you need a little bit more explanation, let me know. I'll you know, I'll try to break it down for y'all a little bit better. Um, but if you have I'm the sorry. opportunity to live out your life at the pinnacle of your greatness, God gave you that opportunity. But he just said, you know, but hey, unfortunately, you're going to have to check out early. Mm -hmm. would you take it you know what how would y'all feel um like i said no i couldn't be the one to do it i just mm -hmm. i couldn't do it um like i said i feel like i'm good at everything i do what i was saying before we <laughs> we turned the I camera feel, on and i feel I like i don't care if it's not good or bad yeah. everything i do i feel like i'm good at it it don't matter to me so i don't need the world to know i feel like a lot I'm of doing. it has to do with how comfortable you are with what you've done so far i've had to actually think about myself within the last few years uh -huh. and then and not so much compare it to like my parents or my mom but almost at the same time yeah because I could say that okay so let me back up so I feel like every generation should is supposed to be better than the last one 
Mm-hmm. And so I feel like at this age with my two kids, I would I'm in a lot better position than my mother was. Yeah. I can't judge her completely because I know there were some things that she dealt with that at this point I understood what they were and I understand what they are, but she didn't and neither mm-hmm. did my my dad. So like I get that, but I have to also think about like okay the the type of job that I have mm. and the level of responsibility that, that that I have and the fact that these people trust me with this and the fact that um you know I'm able to take care of my children on my own as far as you know financially for the most part goes um, and it. <sighs> That I'm happy with that. If yeah. anything else comes about more than that, like if anything, you know, were to pop off more than that, then absolutely great. But if not, then absolutely great because I'm thinking about how I can make my, my children better. Like looking at the talents that they have naturally and what I can do to to help mold their talents the way Kobe was molding his daughter. Yeah. You know, making sure that they are in certain type of camps and they take certain type of classes to perfect the natural talent that they do have. So I feel like a lot of it had to do with how comfortable you are with yourself and your accomplishments so far. And like, if you're not necessarily completely happy with the accomplishments you have so far, that may have a lot to do with you being like, oh, no, I'm going to take it. No, I'm I'm good. It Mm -hmm. depends on the person. Some people might not be comfortable within themselves. They might not be where they want to be in their life. So then I could different but mm-hmm. i don't want to you know put that on nobody like mm, if you ain't come because you never know some people just don't some people ain't fr- some people afraid of dying some people not afraid of dying you know that mm-hmm. all it depends on that too you know yeah so some people just don't they like i feel like when it's time to go it's time to go mm-hmm. you know that could be that too so it, it's a lot of different things that play into that as well so you got to take that into consideration mm-hmm. too um when you throw that question out there mm-hmm. uh, definitely take that into consideration for me um I guess I'm just one of them people that's like, oh, I want to live my life out as long as I want to. But then, like I said, I guess I got to take into consideration that when it's time to go, it's time to go. So I guess that make a difference. I got to put that in there. Put that yeah. into my own head. Like I As an adult, I that. can accept that for myself. Yeah. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. Make sure that to make it easier on your relatives that, you know, you have certain things in place so that they don't have to scramble and try to figure things out for you after, you know, you've passed along. But I will say I always still feel horrible when I see somebody who was born after I was. I don't even care if it was like a year or two years um, after I was that have that has passed on and it's been in a circumstance where it's been so violent. Mm. And it's been so tragic and, you know, there's no way to say if it was quick and swift or if they suffered or anything like that. So, um, that's crazy. Like yeah. I said, when, I, when I seen that yesterday, it was real. It was kind of like, whoa. The story just kept getting worse. It just kept getting worse and worse. Like, as a time, I mean, there. And here's the thing about, we talked about this earlier, but what I do want to touch on is that technology makes it, it, it's a gift and a curse. Again, it's a gift and a curse because you can, you go on Instagram and you look at how big and great these people are living and in, re, and in reality, it don't even be like that. So then, you feel like, if you're given an ultimatum from God, if you're given an opportunity, like, well, I could be like this. And in the back and, and behind the scenes, it's not even like that. Or the fact that all this information was being passed around all this uh, before anybody even knew what was going on in, in the mm. immediate family. I think that it was really messed up that people's immediate families weren't 
notified but the whole world knew because of who this prominent figure was of who kobe Bryant was and that's of course not his fault at all but technology and tmz Mm -hmm. is a gift and a curse in itself well my thing is i know yeah i I just like i said it was just crazy that part that what you said um i already i recognize that um behind the scenes how it is uh, as a celebrity how people live and things like that i have Mm -hmm. a couple friends who are celebrities and i see how their life is and so i already know (laughs) i already know what time it is so um i definitely know how that go but um for me just the fact of just seeing how it went down i didn't even after i seen the first when uh, my line sister showed read me the first headline and then i talked to my dad and then he t- he asked me about it and then my son said something about it and then i was just like yeah i'm off of social media for the day yeah it just had to turn into being <laughs> i don't even want to i don't even want to see no more that's so. one thing to mention too yeah. is if if you're taking something like this very hard even if you're not a big fan of um, of Kobe Bryant or a fan of there was another gentleman's name and I I, I do apologize because I don't rem- I know he was a baseball coach or a baseball player or both and I don't um, recall his name but if you were a fan of those people and you're kind of taking it kind of hard probably stay off of social media because um, it's not going to die down for a while because with Nipsey Hussle it didn't die down for a long time but this is Kobe Bryant we're talking about so it's going to be a long long time yeah me a long, long time. Yeah, I really just was like, eh, I can put, might as well put my phone away. <laughs> yes, yeah, for... Yeah, I ain't even want to... For the rest of the day, that's mm-hmm. all the timeline was about. There was a lot of denial, a lot of people yeah. being mad, a lot of people being upset, crying. And like I said before, I know I'm repeating myself, but I just want y'all to know that all of that's normal and it, that it's, it's okay to feel that way. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it was cool, though. I just, like I said, I just, I ain't do nothing. So, it was what it was. But, um... I guess y'all ain't really, y'all over that, that y'all ain't feeling that whole, um, <laughs> they like, no, we wouldn't do it either. We wouldn't take that deal either. So, which is cool. That's mm-hmm. understandable. I would, like I said, I wouldn't take it. So I feel We can always post a poll. Yeah. We'll post ask. a poll on mm-hmm. that and see yep. how y'all feel about that one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. time to think about. Um, other than that, um, I hope everybody had a great weekend. Um, we will, um, this is more of a, a very, um, more you know yeah yeah, type of episode but (laughs) next episode that comes out after this one well this one is 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 a 30 i wanted to call it dirty 30 but considering the topic i won't um i'm thinking the next one might be and then maybe we could just i don't know just do a whole bunch of stuff because it'll be black history month as well Mm -hmm. so you know we definitely got a rep for that i got a couple things coming up Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna definitely talk about um (laughs) i guess i want to end um post uh, to congratulate kobe bryant on posthumously being um entered into the basketball hall of fame i think that's what they i I read a car article (coughs) about that i do apologize if that's fake news but i haven't seen anything not saying that it's not um so i guess on that note um you want to go ahead and give the socials out yep so you know you can find us at the diva and signed the nerd um that's on instagram um, that's also our Gmail. So the diva and sign the nerd at gmail.com. Um, and then on Facebook, you know, we have the group and um, the page. Um, and then, you know, you can find me on Instagram at T underscore. If you, that's the letter, you know me. Um, and then if you search Queen T on Facebook, you just might find me. Dilly. 
I am Silly Dilly 88 on Instagram, Silly Dilly 88 on Snapchat, and Ace Ellis, aka Dilly, on Facebook. So you can find me on any of those um, social media platforms. And other than that, um, we are, you know, signed out for another episode. Thank you for joining us. Yep, the deep end of the nerd. We out. <laughs>